Hey podcast, just before we get you to this episode, I wanted to invite you to join us at pageantlaunch.com. We are starting the world's first dedicated pageant review site and we want you to join our launch team. All you need to do is put in your email address. It's completely free. We are looking to make the pageant industry safe, transparent, and fair, and we'd love your input on how to do that. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, whack in your email address, and let's get you to this episode. Hi everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project here with you. I'm coming from my car again, apologies for that. Um, I still have no internet at home and I've only had power for the last 48 hours. But I'm joined by Rowan Rice and Atia Elena, um, both of whom uh, took part in Miss Europe Continental in Italy. And I think by now most people probably would have seen parts of what's going on, but I think rather than me talking about it, I mean, the whole reason interviewing is to for everyone to know exactly what happened went on. So if I start with you, Rowan, maybe if you, do you want to just introduce yourself before we de- delve into the deep and heavy stuff? Why don't you just tell people a little bit about yourself first? Right. <laughs> well, hi, I'm Rowan. Um, I live in LA. I'm a model and a student of psychology as well. So that's what I do. And unfortunately, we are here interviewing today. Um, I wish it was on better um, mm. circumstances, but it's not. Um, it's a pretty heavy, heavy topic that we'll be discussing. So that's who I am, and that's why I'm here, unfortunately. I love hair as well, I have to say. I think your hair is absolutely epic. It kind of reminds me of a character out of an anime or audio game. It's my headphones. It does. It does. It actually matches your background. <laughs> That's what everyone says. Yeah. That's literally what everyone says. And then the, the second question is they're like, oh, my God, wait, can I touch your hair? I'm like, sure. Um, I mean, it's pretty soft. I don't. I don't think I'd go to the. Can I touch your hair? I think that's kind of invading personal space. I mean, it looks fantastic. Doesn't mean I want to touch it. I don't know where it's been, so I'm not going to touch. Okay. Oh, <laughs> me. Um, and Atia Elena, Atia, can you um, give us an insight into yourself? Introduce yourself. Well, as you heard, my name is Atia Elena, and I in Canada, so I'm up here in the cold or down here in the cold, depending on where you're at. I am a model and actress as well. Actually, surprisingly, never done a pageant in my life. This was the first and only one that I probably will ever, ever be say. in. Um, yeah. And I am a business. Yeah. <laughs> and I am a business student. Um, here as well, specializing in entrepreneurship and marketing. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, you, if this was your first experience, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't um, wouldn't be surprised if it's the only one you ever want to do. Let's put it that way. Um, and I, I didn't realize you were coming from Canada. I didn't have time to check. But when you said about previously before we jumped online, I thought it was like you sounded a little Canadian with the aboot. Oh, good. A little. <laughs> yes, a boot. A, a, it wasn't quite that bad, but I've gotten Sorry. really used to picking up on little accents. I was like, that's a little Canadian. That 
Yes, definitely. First generation Canadian. My parents are immigrants, though, so. Cool. All right. So basically, to sum up, you two guys are probably freezing and I'm really, really thirsty. Well, lucky you. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So now that we've gotten the introductions out of the way, uh, it's kind of hard to know where to start, but I'll throw it back to you guys. So I'll start with Rowan and Atia. Just jump in. You guys can obviously talk talk at the same time. Um, can you give? So for people who don't have an idea what we're talking about, let's start there. So let's start with um, what occurred to you at the page and, and sort of maybe if you guys trace the timeline from how you got involved to when you arrived and, to, and then when it went downhill, then obviously to the lot of people leaving. Um, Rowan, do you want to take it away and Atiyah, um, chip in wherever you feel? Yep, let's do it. So we joined an international beauty pageant slash competition called Miss Europe Continental. And our expectations were very high. We were told that we would be in a five-star hotel, that we would have amazing chefs, um, cook us dinners, um, that our accommodations would be top-notch, and that you know we'd be well taken care of, and we'd get to meet a lot of people, that we'd have designers assigned to us, that we would have makeup artists. Professional, professional makeup artists. <laughs> Please note, professional makeup artists assigned to us to complete our looks. Um, and we were told that we would be um, doing our show for the world final in Naples. Um, I forget the exact address, but it's a really beautiful place. That's where the other final was held. Yeah. So going in, this is what we all expected. Um, but I had a bad feeling about the whole thing the first night that I flew in, um, the pageant started on Monday. I flew in on Sunday. So I gave myself some time to prep, just relax. Uh, the car that they told me would be there at the airport for me never came. Sitting alone for hours in the airport at Naples. And I've never been to Italy. And no one came for me. I was just, I was, that was like, Strange men were walking by, like it was, it was frightening, and I didn't speak the language, and so that was the first warning. Fortunately, some girls with the pageant came through the airport because they forgot their luggage, and they saw me, and they were like, "Uh, girl, <laughs> good, like, what are you doing here?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, they told me they'd come, like, for me, and you know, they'd have a car," and they're like, "They're like." Girl, they're not coming. <laughs> it's like what, one in the morning? <laughs> so they never came. And so I went back to the hotel with them because they were just really sweet, bless their souls. And I would have been literally there the whole night. So that's the first thing that I was like, not good, yeah. you know? They're not keeping their word. They don't really care about the safety of of the American, <laughs> you know? Of course. <laughs> Not because I'm American. This happened to everyone. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. But that was the first part that, like, kind of got me, uh, oh, this is no bueno. Yeah. And then the next day, everything, on Monday, everything was just so unorganized. Um, they Completely picked up everyone. chaotic. I'll let you take, <laughs> did you take over this one? 
Oh, it was, I, I flew in on a day early mm-hmm. as well from Canada, and I actually brought my father with me as a guest. And we were also told and promised that our guests would be well taken care of, um, stay, same five-star accommodations, and being in the center of Naples and we would be able to contact them and everything like that and slowly and surely actually quite fastly I should say things like that were easy to notice was not happening and my father and I arrived at the hotel we were or not hotel the airport we were told to be there for 1 30 p.m or before that so we could leave for the bus when I was contacting Rowan beforehand she said oh her shuttle was supposed to leave at uh 12:30. So I said, okay, well then I'll see you at the hotel. Because Rowan and I had actually been in contact before we okay. got to Italy. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, there was still a whole lot of women just standing around waiting. They were completely unorganized. There was one girl with a like a clipboard trying to get everybody's names checked in but the bus for 12 30 never arrived the bus for 1 30 never arrived and when i went to go check in and tell them that i was here my name wasn't even on the list they just wrote me down in it with my father's name and that instantly i went huh yeah and they were they were yelling at the girls too in a very rude rude manner and that was very offsetting and it was such an aggressive tone from the beginning mm. that not good not good just in general an absolute mess when we got to the hotel too and it was 30 minutes away from the airport from our understanding, we were going to be in Naples, mm. not in the outskirts of Naples, in yeah. some two-star hotel, crammed into a room with cots with two to three other girls who were, like, we had no room. <laughs> Europe already, I've been to Europe many a times, yeah. has very small spaces to stay in, like, this was not ideal for people who need to eat shower and get ready every day. So women already we were like, this is not the hotel we were promised. The guest mm-hmm. hotel was not the guest hotel that was promised. So, mm-hmm. and we were also supposed to be fed as soon as we got there. I personally yep. was, was never given one of those. Yeah. We, I was personally never even given a bag lunch when other girls were given these like, egg lunches which we kept getting yeah well which please note these bagged Mm. lunches i don't even consider them lunches they were given to us in plastic bags which were then wrapped up placed inside trash bags placed on the floor they weren't even you know on, on like the counter or they like what kind of human feeds another human food out of a trash bag? Were these the um like, like I saw bag. photos. Were these the photos someone took a photo? It looked like a very sort of old and sad bread roll with it looked like one slice of deli yeah. meat and maybe a, a slice of cheese. And then I saw a large white bag on yes. the floor. It looked like almost it was in the rain or something. So uh-huh. that that was the food. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was the next day. That's that was food. exactly what we were fed. <laughs> Yeah, but, okay, here's the thing, though. The food, the lunches were the exact same. 
And each day, the bread kept getting harder and harder, which makes me think. And the, the fruit kept getting moldier and moldier. So they literally used the same food for the whole days. And it's like, bro, like, I almost gave myself a concussion from the bread on the third day. That was just the third so day. We're, like, knocking it against each other. I literally, that was before I quit, <laughs> okay? That was, that was the straw on the camel's back, man. <laughs> no, that wasn't the reason why I quit. But that was one of them. It was awful. So then we're taken to our first photo shoot that Monday evening. And it was a photo, photo shoot. And photo shoot. We're promised in our contract we're going to get a whole photo lookbook and everything. And as a professional model, and I know Rowan can agree to this, a lookbook means multiple yeah. looks, multiple poses, and mm -hmm. actual substantial stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we got there. I had, my luggage had not arrived yet. It was still left in. Canada. So Rowan graciously let me borrow her bathing suit and everything, which was great. Surprisingly enough, the competition and the organizers wanted nothing to do with helping girls who lost their luggage. Even though they knew they were inviting people from across the world, and it's a very, very thing that happens. Luggage gets lost. Like it happens, yep. it happens to me all the time. And we're crammed into this room to do the photo shoot, the makeup, and the hair. So when all of us get there, there's over 60 girls, like almost 100, being crammed and pushed into this room yep. to get our hair and makeup cold done. And, and it's cold and, and it raining cold, outside. And it was cold and raining, and they wanted us to bring our 380-euro dresses through the rain with no, like, help or accommodation. They just expect us to, like... I spent a lot of money on this dress. Like, can you give me an umbrella um, or tell me when it stops raining so I can go outside? Not the case. Yeah. When we were getting our makeup done, this is when more and more things started to come into play mm. for me too. And especially Rowan, because we've worked with professional makeup yeah. artists. These makeup artists were students. They were not washing mm -hmm. their brushes after application on different girls. They did not know what skin tones and frankly we're almost acting like because one of my roommates had a much darker skin tone than me and she was saying like i felt like a science experiment they literally had no idea what they were right. doing and when it came to getting my hair done too and i know rowan can attest to this too because she has a very specific hairstyle so you have to style it very specifically mine's boring and bland but they had no idea what to do with my hair let alone hers so, in general, these professionals that we were promised were students, didn't even have yep. their certificate mm. yet. Yeah, they got it after after the show. They received them after the show. Wow. And also, my makeup stylist, one of them on the first day, she started plucking my eyebrows. And as a this is a huge deal because eyebrow shape is money. Your face yes. is my face is my money. And so, if you Look change anything. If you change anything in our faces, every model knows this, it changes your look completely. If you do anything to the hair, it changes your look completely. And I didn't, I've never actually done my eyebrows. It's, it's not any, I don't have enough to begin with to do them. This is all like penciled in. Anyways, <laughs> like no. But he started plucking and I was like, what is this pain? And like, it was over before I knew it. And I was like, 
You're supposed to ask if you can, like, pluck someone's eyebrows, mm. first of all. Like, you, you don't just, like, oh, I'm just going to mess with your look. Like, um... They tried to do the same to me, and I told them, no, 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 These are literally... You're not allowed to touch... <laughs> Those are the only things I care about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like, even the photo... Yeah. Hmm? You should, you, the you should tell the photo shoot things, like... Yeah, so the photo shoot, it wasn't even a photo shoot. I'm, that's why I said photo shoot in quotes. Yeah. Because Atia and myself both are professional models. We understand how photo shoots work. Um, you get their makeup and hair, you do the shoot. Shoot lasts maybe like one to two hours, depending on how many looks mm. you have. So they were rushing us so fast. They treated some girls differently than the rest of the girls. Um, so this is conspiracy. So I think they already had people picked out who they wanted to be in the top sure. 10. Conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, because they treated the top 10 girls differently than the rest mm. of the girls. Whatever. But um, that being said, our looks were just, they went by so fast. And I'm like, what the heck? They just had us pose, pose, and then go. They literally even there was the girls who were given more opportunity in the photo shoot on one half, and then the rest of us who were crammed into this corner to use one bathroom to change in, which the doors were wide open as well, might I add, and we had to change from a gown to a bathing suit, which is hmm. You gotta change everything. Yeah. They told I remember the staff yelling at us. Constantly. They were constantly yelling, pounding on the wall, telling us, Don't touch your makeup. And we're all just like, we're trying to change. <laughs> like, um, so I remember specifically when I got up there in my gown, they said, Okay, you have gown picture and your bathing suit picture. I'm going to make one, two pictures for the gown and the bathing suit. And that's it. And I said, what? Mm. Do I get to see them and then try again? Nope. So each girl who was on that other side walked in, down, one pose, one pose, when it changed. Never got to see them. Yep. And another note on their yelling. Um, like I said, they were students, the people who were doing makeup. So the makeup was not to a good standard because they were testing their abilities on our faces yeah. and it was getting late and the, there was improper lighting. So a lot of us, they overlined our lips, which completely changes the, um, the look that you have. So like you, we all understand like face, like eyebrows to here, like whatever, like the measurements of the face. Um, and as a model, we all know our face the best and so some of us were slightly changing the makeup to contour our face better and they were yelling at us and at one point i was like fixing the overlined lip because it did not look appealing it just, like it, i did yep. not look like myself it was really bad and i had a lady one of the staff members come into the bathroom and yell in my face and say don't change the makeup they did it that way for a reason and i just stopped and i looked at her and I kept looking at her until she walked away, and I kept wiping it off. I was like, <laughs> yeah. 
There, um, it was just, it was that night was awful. just with the yelling because this has been sort of a recurring narrative and what I've been sort of messaged privately as well as what I've seen public uh, publicly that there seems to be a lot of yelling. I mean, they they might say to play devil's advocate that they were just being passionate or that they were tired. Was there any particular reason why there was so much yelling ongoing all the time? I mean, a pageant can be a stressful place, but there shouldn't be so much yelling. Absolutely. You know, I grew up with a European mother and an Arabic father. In general, the culture is very loud, mm. but there's you can tell in a tone when somebody is addressing you in a matter that is diminishing you or trying to control you. Right. And I noticed a lot of times that despite that these were women organizing us and working with us, it almost seemed like they themselves were taking out frustrations on us. You know what I mean? Right. In a sense, okay. because the constant bantering, I remember listening to one girl um, she was very upset with the fact that she lost her luggage. She was crying. She didn't want to wear anybody else's clothes. You know, being a little frustrated in general, anytime somebody has that high of emotions, just traveling yeah. for whole four hours and everything not going that way, it was apparent that she was upset. And instead of one of the women organizers or supervisors or whatever they called themselves, um, trying to calm the situation down and being understanding because technically that's what they were supposed to be doing for us since we paid you. Mm. I remember specifically this worker saying to her, well, if you're going to continue acting this ugly, the door is automatic and you can go. So already there, that's, that's connotation for their tone. Mm. constantly being negative would you how would you i mean from the way that you're describing it it would seem that their tone was condescending combined with mm. aggressive is that yeah. is that a fair enough way to put and put words in your mouth but was it a condescending and aggressive tone or would you describe it as something else no i would definitely describe it as condescending and aggressive because even some of their body language um you may not be able to speak a language but you can definitely read body language and if i'm sitting in a bathroom trying to pee the next morning while other girls are getting their makeup done and they start pounding on the door and screaming at me instead of lightly knocking going hey are you okay like are you making mm -hmm. sure you're not touching your makeup that's a different way than pounding on the door saying, you absolutely cannot touch your face. Stop it. Open the door. Da, 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 da. That's inappropriate. People don't talk to me like that here in Canada. I've never heard anyone address anyone like that anyway, let alone in a pageant. Um, so, I mean, obviously there, there are a lot of, we could probably go into a lot of small details as to what was promised and what the reality was. So it obviously seems like what they promised to you guys and how did they, how did they promise these things or, you know, make you think that they were going to be these things like a nice hotel? Was it through email? Was it through a video call? How did they communicate that to you guys? Yeah. So we were all emailed contracts. Um, right. We were 
I'm not sure actually if everyone was emailed. It might be through WhatsApp. Sure. Um, well, but we were all emailed a contract. We were expected to sign and then give back. Um, and it was all lined out and listed with addresses um, inside that specific contract. And every one of us received it, including, if, if I'm right, Atia, even for the guests. Did they receive a contract like that as well to sign? The guests. Yeah. So they did. Wow. The guests receive a contract, okay. which I thought was weird, but I didn't know. I this is my naivety. I never been in a pageant before, so I was entrusting this woman who was yeah. scouting me mm-hmm. to give me the information that I wanted and needed, and she was in turn selling me lies as she was doing as all of them were doing to all of us women. Yeah. right i mean that every single one of highly them. unusual i can't well that's a first actually i've never heard of any pageant uh giving contracts to the guests uh but okay so they they gave you guys contracts they communicated to we assume pretty much everyone can you outline for me what what the events leading up to when a bunch of you walked out the next day. <laughs> so what happened? Was it just a... That was the next day. What, was that when a girl well, was struck or was there something else? Yes, the, that was when the girl yes. was struck. So leading Literally the Tuesday, the next day. Yeah, so leading up to all of that tension, we arrived... Um, we had lunch, which first of all was the awful like crusts of bread, loaves of bread. They're not which you saw loaves. in the rain mm. in the garbage bag. <laughs> uh huh. And the uh, the moldy little orange thingies, whatever those are called, I don't even know. So we got that for lunch, and everyone was pretty upset. That's when we were like, "Oh, we got a revolt, man! We got a revolt." Mm. We didn't know how bad it could get. Okay, we were just upset about the bread that was not good. Yeah. Okay, like we're in Italy. We just wanted. We I were really very upset pasta. about the food. Yeah, <laughs> because at dinner when because we were all we they all asked us before we even came to Italy what our dietary restrictions were, mm-hmm. and a lot of girls who didn't eat meat or anything when they were brought dinner at the re- five star restaurant that we went to the night before and every night after they fed them literally a pile of leaves lettuce no olive oil no balsamic no cucumbers no nothing that is what they fed them and i said like this five nutritious we have pictures we'd have to so, pick them up we took pictures of everything that was really we, oh, it was a uh, joke complete joke so leading up to that that is what started the revolt initially we were like we've had it like the food is really we awesome. want water we want, we want food yes Water is such a great thing, and we didn't realize it until then. Anyways, they then take us to this Olympia. They would have to do a photo shoot at the studio. The photo studio is what they called it. And they're driving us up this godforsaken alley with a huge bus. And I told Atia right then and there, I was like, dude, we are going to die. Like, there's going to be someone with a machine gun. I know they don't like us. You know we're going to die. So I thought we were just going to die, man. Long story short, it's this, like, gymnasium that they take us to. And we're like, what the heck is going on? And they yell at us once again to line up. No, get in two lines, actually. One, two lines, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we can handle that. So we march in, not really two lines, mm. up to this gymnasium. We're terrible at getting in lines. Where, where, where the heck are we? I was like, we're not in a photo studio. We're for sure going to die. And there's like, a, there's, like, an old toilet sitting out there. And it smells like urine. And it's like a gymnasium, like a gym, gym. Like a run-down gymnasium. Right. 
they take us the back way around through the backstage or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, for sure. This is just like a mistake, right? Oh, but it gets worse. We open the door and they had tables and chairs lined up for where we were supposed to do our makeup. There were no mirrors. The bathrooms, oh, let me tell you about the bathroom. The bathroom had no toilet paper, okay? No toilet paper and no doors. So God knows you can walk in and watch you just doing your business. That was not either. Okay, and then we go to the actual like stage itself mm. and we're just looking around and we're like, what the, what the heck? And like all of our, I, my stomach dropped, man. My stomach dropped. I was like, this cannot be happening. This is a nightmare. All of us paid money to be here in this gymnasium when we were promised to be in Naples at the place where the other girls, the other show, the other pageant, yeah. the European girls were doing their final. Would it not have been that difficult to make our final in the same place? They chose to lie to us, especially on our contracts as well. That was like the ultimate, oh, hell no, breach of contract thing. Mm. Like, no, you lied to us how many times? We have you on how many counts for breach of contract? For leaving girls in the middle of the night at the airport? And now all of a sudden, where the heck are we? A few girls, their parents didn't even know where the heck they were. They wouldn't my let us father, call people. Yeah. They, every time my father tried to contact the ladies who scouted me and everything yeah. they'd go oh i don't know where she is blah 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 because i gave him the itinerary of where we were yeah. and in the itinerary it says olympia studios but we're at olympia gymnasium right okay so of course we were like you're in a strange country and you don't know where your daughter is yeah. and then and then oh my god it gets worse the chairs that we're all sitting on are plastic not the velvet lined seats that we were promised. Mm. And it was so freezing so, cold. They don't have heaters in there. And you understand how cold it is in Naples right now? It's really freaking cold. Right. So that was where the tensions began to just boil and overspill. And it grew from there um, because I don't even know the man's name. That man who went like... I don't remember his name either, but we have video evidence because Rowan and I decided, okay, obviously something is going on, something isn't right. I don't know why you would invite a Canadian and an American and girls from the UK when they know when things are wrong and don't keep their mouths shut. Yeah. But good thing they did because now this is why we're here. But we started recording everything that was happening and all the girls, all the girls in this world competition we're really upset. We had plans after dinner to get together at one of the hotel rooms and discuss all our issues and bring it to them because we really wanted to handle this. Yep. Neither find out why our contracts were being breached, get our money back, not participate, like really do this the proper way. Sure. None of us were fed. We weren't given proper water. We weren't given even like proper bathroom breaks or anything yeah. like that. And when we were allowed to use the bathroom, there was no toilet paper and no soap and no doors. So we were very upset. We're getting aggravated. So they're standing on this stage and they're telling us that this is where our show is going to be. And one of the girls, she decides to speak up because she's very frustrated because they've also been treating her 
fairly inappropriately. And I think it's just because she's an outspoken type of person. Right. And rightfully so, like sometimes she was argumentative, mm-hmm. but she had good reason to yeah. because she didn't like the way she was being treated. It was a breach of basic human rights. Any human being would have acted that mm-hmm. way. So when she decided to speak up while we we're all sitting there and they're trying to explain to us how our rehearsal is going to go, she says, no, no, we want to know why our contracts are being breached. We want to know why we're not getting food. Da, 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 da. And she's talking over them. And so Zoe, who's one of the ladies who was help organizing all the girls and a part of the organization, she kind of gets a little quiet, doesn't know how to handle the situation. So this older gentleman that's next to her, who is also part of the organization, but none of us really knew his name, Mm -hmm. which is quite cool, might I add. He started getting very upset and he didn't even speak English. So I don't know why he was getting so upset with this girl. And on video, we have him walking because he's on stage, the girl's off stage. He walks very aggressively towards her, starts slapping his hands together and pointing at her. And in in the European sense, doing this is a very negative thing. You may as well be flipping them the bird. You may as well be like doing something really wrong. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of when we all started like I specifically even said, I said, whoa, don't talk to her like that because we all feel this way. She's not the only one. So we all start really getting aggravated. You can tell in our tones, a bunch of girls who don't speak English are even aggravated and they can tell we're all complaining and they don't really know what to do. And we start refusing to rehearse. We say, nope, if we're not getting what we want, what we were promised, anything like that and we're not going to do it plain and simple so they think it's a great idea they say okay girls we're gonna bring the throne in and he will talk to you he will tell you about everything and the patron is Alberto Cerqua, whatever his face is yes I said it Alberto calling you out <laughs> Um, yep. Oh, yes. And by the way, let's do a side note. That's not even his real name. Okay. We went to the police, showed them his picture, and they're like, oh, 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 yeah. So he was arrested um, a few years ago for running brothels in Italy, in Naples. Isn't that funny? Wow. For the way he treats women and has a staff full of women and is not running pageants. And we all thought we were safe there. This is great. This is a great old time. And you can ask the police. We, they've yeah. already told us. Right. So this is yeah. like out there. He changed his name in 2015. Um, there's nothing about him prior to 2015. So 2015 is probably when he was released. Right. Changed his name. Now he's going back to controlling women and even the way that the staff was treating us, that he was treating us, it, they were grooming us. And if you don't know what that means, it is the basic deconstruction of a human and you, you, it's, um, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So what they were doing is they were taking away our basic human rights to bathroom, food, water, um, and then going, 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 going up. And so this is what they were doing. This is how they were treating us. And I think it's just crazy. It's unfortunately because when we finally saw Alberto, this is really what Rowan and I, we made eye contact. I was kind of in the front of the group. She was a little more behind. We knew 
at this point. This man, Evil. I wouldn't even call him a man. This being of negativity was wrong. Like, I would not trust this person with an ounce of myself right. ever. And so, because when he came, he did, he originally he got all the girls and women that were working for him and everything to get off the stage and sit on chairs below from his standard of sitting. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the Maslow hierarchy of needs, that is instantly trying to place yourself above mm-hmm. anyone and everything. He sat down, got a microphone, and starts saying, okay, let me answer your questions, and so on and so forth. Okay. did not answer any of our questions. When we posed questions and asked specifically, why are our contracts getting breached? Why are we not getting better food? The first thing he says after... Um, one of the women who work for him translate, which he also made sit on the stairs lower than him. Right. He explains what one of the questions are, because at this point we calmed down. We're like, okay, now we're having a conversation that we all actually need to have. Yep. So a question was posed. Alberto listens to the response and simply says back in Italian, which got translated again, let I'll mention that everything got retranslated mm-hmm. and everything. So yep. he goes, looks at the woman who just posed the question and says, what do you want to be when you grow up? Did that answer our questions? Pretty sure half of us are grown up over here already. Yeah. And we want to know why we're not getting fed properly, why we're not where we were told we were going to be. We're not getting the accommodations that we were promised. Our guests are being treated like this, this, and this, and that. He was able God, he should be a politician, and this is how you know he's a crook, because he was able to turn questions around, spew out other things, threaten in a misogynistic tone constantly. Right. And it was interesting to see also the women who were translating for him. Obviously, because I can I can pick up on a little bit of Italian. They were not translating the things also some of the other girls were asking. Um, when it came to that and and he kept talking over at one point when I was recording him speak and everything, he literally got up and walked towards me Mm -hmm. and tried to make me leave because I was videoing. And I said, I'm not leaving because this is my basic right. We are under negotiation and speaking right now. And frankly, I don't trust you. And all the women around me too were like, no, she's not leaving. She's staying like for real. You're not letting, you're not making any of us leave because we want to record this. Yeah. And we have this whole entire conversation, like even just like listening and watching his body language is just so disturbing. Like I've dealt with criminals in my life and that is one of them for sure. Alleged. And yeah, it, at one point in our video that Rowan and myself and one of the Norwegian girls compiled within a couple days mm-hmm. afterwards, after this, incident, you hear him stating he's trying to explain what this show specifically, right. especially yep. for us. He kept saying that he cared more about the world girls than he did the European. That's what we were. We were his money makers, And then for the actual European competition. Yeah. Do you understand? Well, okay. Well, hold on. We thought we were part of a pageant. Mm-hmm. We were not told that we would be in a 
fashion, um, what do you call it? A fashion walk. Right. We were yeah, he, that. Fashion so, show, he said. Number one, fashion. he's trying to make money off of free models because we all, some of us signed waivers giving away rights to all the images <laughs> monetarily. So that was just a side note. Continue. Yeah. So, yeah, that's honestly like as a professional model, I don't sign waivers unless I'm getting paid. So it was quite interesting to see him constantly say that, oh, you work for me, you work for me, you're this, you're mine, putting us into this type of owning um, mentality. And I'm not swayed by a man in a fancy suit. I'm not swayed yeah. by any man in general. So I don't need to be told that I'm owned. And frankly, as a business professional as well, and an entrepreneur, I know I paid you. So technically, sir, you work for me. Yep. Exactly. He was stating when he was explaining, oh, I care about you uh, women the most. This fashion show is to promote la moda, which is fashion. And then he throws in, and no violence against women. And it's, the show is for against violence against women with a literal yeah. in, interpretation. That's the part that was, on yeah. the video because that's that's part of the, the, the like the titling of the video. Is that that moment? That moment, exactly, yes. Right. So he sits there and tries to tell all of us, which we were never told before, as we were not told about this fashion show, mm -hmm which was a competition for the makeup artists and hair artists that were just doing our hair and makeup, might I add, they did not tell us that this was to promote no violence against women. Because frankly, I think that's something that should be yeah. mentioned because a lot of other people would probably be like, hmm, yeah. you know what I mean? And then within, just like in the lead, 29 minutes, in 29 minutes, after he decides he's had enough, of listening to our questions that he's not mm -hmm. answering he says in a threatening and frankly aggressive tone if you don't want to do this with me then you can leave we will let you go you'll get locked out da, 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 all these sorts of things and we're like well we don't want to participate because nothing has been answered nothing yeah. has been proven you're not even giving us saying oh yeah i'll give you more water like there there was nothing until way later on but so he gets fed up okay. and in an act of proving his dominance he tells the dj to turn the music up to lessen our voices in a sense which again is another thing on the slow yeah. hierarchy of needs that you're taking away from us is our voices mm -hmm. and our opinions and our questions and with with that being done one of the women's um who was participating she was representing spain but she was from morocco her mother was there as well ended up showing up when her daughter was messaging her saying hey like i don't think i want to be here anymore right also, this woman's name is Fatima. She, her boyfriend, Jonathan, was there as well um, with her mother. Mm -hmm. And apparently, um, Alberto's brother, who I cannot remember his name, unfortunately. Emilio. Okay. Emilio. Thank you. He mm -hmm. was trying to 
aggressively get out of the way the mother because she was trying to remove the cords so the music would stop (laughs) because she was in disagreement with how we were being treated and what was going on as well so he's trying to aggressively come at her and i'm not sure exactly what he did but Hima stepped in and said you can't speak to my mother like that You, you can't do that to my mother like she's a guest you should technically be treating her better than you're treating me like and that's the point where we noticed um emilio put his hands on fatima she fell to the ground luckily jonathan was there picked her up and ran her out of that commotion Mm. and that is when i i literally stood up on a table and i said this man just told us that this show promotes no violence against women like none mm. and this just happened like yeah. we gotta go right gotta go so that's when about 23 of us were walked outside of the studio or not even gymnasium mm-hmm. my bad we walked out of the gymnasium and they proceeded to not let us back in, even though it was raining and very, very, very cold. They said, well, you made your decision. And uh, honestly, it was disappointing to see majority of the other women stay on stage and do the rehearsal. But I really think they were scared. I really think they were threatened. And, you know, they're in a place that they don't know without their families. They don't know the language. They're being threatened. They're going to get kicked out of the hotel and this and this and that. Like, and they they also Obviously. they also a lot of them have to uphold their country's name. They're there proudly representing their country. They're there because they're sponsored to be there. Yep. Some of them were sponsored, um, you know, to have these beautiful gowns made for them to show to walk in right. at the night of the final. <laughs> and they didn't want to let the people supporting them down. And also, I think they were coerced by Alberto. Um, I think who was it? Someone told us that he promised them a shoot with Dolce Gabbana, and like y'all really believe that? No. Yeah, uh, Dolce Gabbana would never walk into that gymnasium, let alone even drive by it. Like, what a joke! (laughs) Yeah. So seriously, at that at that point, you said uh, approximately twenty three of you walked out. Um, yep. what, what happened after that? I mean, did they contact you again? Did they let you go peaceably? Did they try to get you back in? Did they try to negotiate? What happened after that? Interestingly enough, after we were probably outside, I don't remember for how long, um, Alberto's brother kept trying to come outside and talk to Fatima. Rowan and I literally walked him away from her because mm-hmm. we we're like, how do you not understand yeah. to not be around her? Yeah. Like you can't hello, talk to the woman you just hit, and she was she was still no. sobbing and shaking as he was so trying to shaking up, up like with his with his puppy dog eyes, like oh, I'm like no, bro, like you need to back off, like mm-hmm. yes. it's done, it's over, like she's not safe around yep. you. Yep. Yeah. So, so we stood outside for I don't know how long. A bunch of other women were calling their parents, like not sure what to do anymore. And a lot of them were telling them, like, call the police, leave, do this, do that. My father was trying to find me in my phone because I t- sent him a couple of voice notes stating, like, 
I can't do this anymore. One of the staff members just put their hands on a girl. They, yeah. I do not stand for that. I will not, cannot, I don't care how much, where I am, I won't. Yeah. And so we're out there for some time. And then that's when Alberto actually walks outside with uh, some of the women who can translate for him. And he motions us toward just across the way, which is some weird cafe mm-hmm. near the uh, gymnasium. And he gets us all in there to speak. Thankfully, Jonathan was with us. He actually can speak six languages. So he was um, a really, really awesome force to have with us because he actually translated for us. And he was a male, so Alberto was like, shut his mouth sometimes. Um, So we went into there and he wanted to know, okay, what do you want pretty much? And might I add, his behavior at this point starts getting extra fishy to me. He starts sweating and jittering and begging us for cigarettes. Yeah, he's like, just like he starts pulling. He pulls his collar like this. His mom like pulling his ear like something. He yeah. Okay. For like, and I think he takes like an anti-anxiety pill, whatever. And so he downs it as he's like talking to us, and we're like, "Look, dude." Bro, we just want our money back. Like, you scammed us. You scammed mm. all of us. Every single yeah. one of us. Get get our money out of the bank, and we'll be good. Like, we'll yeah. call it a yeah. night. We'll all go home. So we draft a, um, a negotiation, and we have evidence of this on our phones. All of us took pictures. Alberto signed it. We have a video of him signing it and a picture of him signing it as well. Um, he was going to give us all of our money back, all the people that were in that room who decided to leave the competition, he would give us yeah. our money back on December okay. 18th. So we gave him a few weeks to like get the money out of the bank. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so um, that never happened. Long story short, um, one of the girls had a panic attack in the room. Um, tensions were so high, so extremely high, and the level of aggressive aggressiveness um, that he was aiming at all of us women was just so intense. I've never seen that in like <laughs> our modern world. I've never sure. experienced that until now. Um, it was quite frightening and still kind of scarring. Um, but the next day, supposedly, he was going to have his lawyer draft a formal um, contract, uh, the one that of the one that we had just penned on paper. Okay. Um, that never came. Never came. He, it didn't come the next he's day. He's very I, good at avoiding. <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you that for free. He knows exactly what he's doing. He does. He really, really thinks he's smarter than us. <laughs> but he's not smart, though. He's, so he's not. He's some sort of puppet for something bigger. Absolutely. He was deferring and everything because Jonathan and I were in communication because Jonathan was communicating with him. Okay, these are... We're going to meet the next yeah. morning. We'll give you all of our contracts so you're able to redraft that. And as a business professional, I know how to write contracts. And I also know that you can write one solid contract and then just add in new names. It's really not that hard. So he started stalling, saying, oh, my lawyers can't do it by this time. My lawyers can't do it by this time. Oh, hello. Our contracts are up by the end of the weekend. And I know that your lawyers don't work on weekends. So you're specifically now lying again. There's no way that I believe that this 
man decided to actually get in contact with his lawyers and stuff. Because we told him, if you don't meet our demands, if you don't give us what you just signed and agreed to in person with all of us, if you don't do this, like we will take this story to the media. He did mention that. But we said, if you don't, if we notice that you're being fishy again, and it's funny because what he looked directly at me during this conversation, he said, what, you don't trust me? And I said, if I'm being absolutely frank, hell no, I don't trust you. Not an ounce in my body trust you. I didn't trust you when you walked into the gymnasium, like at all. So he continued to just defer Jonathan's calls and anything like that. So we, Rowan and I, literally locked ourselves in our hotel room and started going through all of the evidence. I think we spent almost hours, eight hours. Hours. Eight hours. We have hours. Of, we have hours of footage. It took us hours to glean and comb through the evidence to piece together certain clips to send to one of my producers here in LA. Thankfully, he was able to create the video yep. for us. Um, so shout out to Spencer. Thank you so much. Um, we all appreciate you. But so that was made and then we all posted it. And yep. now the truth is coming out. And okay. might I add a nightmare, but yeah, it, it, it was honestly very traumatic. Mm. And as somebody who suffers from PTSD already, it was very triggering when I got back home. I, I'm still suffering. I know Rowan is still suffering. I know many of the other women that we're in contact with are still suffering. Like even a lot of parents who were there who were worrying about their children are yeah. suffering because like, how could you take away my, my baby's basic human rights? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone put your hands on one of them. Like, you know what I mean? And might I add, for the majority of us who had left that day, the second day, um, we weren't in the competition anymore. We didn't go notice more of these horrid events happening, but more and more girls started dropping out because they realized there were girls already out and they could yeah. and would have the opportunity to leave. Yeah. A lot of um, like my roommates and some of the other women who are still partaking in the world or the European thing, they would tell me things like um, they continued not to allow them. One of the contestants actually passed out on stage and one of the makeup artists passed out backstage because they weren't even giving them proper nutrients. And then also because they weren't giving them the opportunity to use the bathroom whenever they needed, one of the girls wet herself. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. And also I was told that there were some women, underage women in the European finale. They were told that they have to only wear a G string, which is a type of thong mm -hmm. that women wear very slim yep barely anything on you at all and pasties to cover their nipples so they could wear this designer's dress. First of all, if a girl didn't have pasties, well, they had to go out on stage in a televised event with their nipples showing then. And also then they had to stand in a change room with 
just their pasties and G-strings on with men in the change room oh, that so they right didn't know. Yeah. And the funny thing is, um, we're we're doing more research on this whole thing on Miss Europe Continental, mm -hmm. and we're finding blog posts that were written in like 2017 that outline the same exact things that are happening this year. So girls weren't being fed then; they were hitting girls back then. Girl, two girls passed out back then in 2017, according to this blog post. The girl never wrote the name Miss Europe Continental because I think she was threatened that if she I did, think um, they I've, would come after her. I think her. I've seen that post as well. She she linked to it, and she didn't name the system back then. But I yes. think she's probably willing to name it yeah. now. Yes. Yeah, and the, the they have your back. Europe Continental. Yeah, yeah. I think um, um, so. Once we're done here, I've I've also been contacted by a few people, including a director and a former director of one of the preliminary systems leading up. And I'll put I, I'd have you in touch with her. Yeah, I won't name her here because I don't know if she wants to be named. But I'll make sure that you guys are in touch with her because she made some extremely um, detailed and quite severe allegations that do corroborate in terms of what you've said about these people, it does seem to sync up very, very well. Um, what, what I will mm -hmm. do is just, we had a couple of comments on Facebook. Um, I think people are listening rather than asking a lot of questions, which is understandable. Uh, Emily Jane Victoria, I don't know if that's someone that you know, she said, I'm so glad you're safe and okay. Um, and one, <laughs> Thanks, Emily. so what, what's happened also, one of um, the directors that I, well, probably one of the directors that I would recommend the most in terms of pageantry. Um, her name is Maria, and she runs Galaxy Pageants. And she said that she would offer these, um, offer these women a spot at Galaxy International Pageant with a discount, um, which I, I, I know is well-meaning. And if you go take her up, I recommend Galaxy. Um, it's probably the system I would recommend most. However, having said that, I completely understand. How are you girls? Yeah. mentioned that they're in galaxy yeah. right now yeah so um, i i can and honestly this was such a dramatic i think we need a few years to <laughs> that's what over. i was saying yeah i, I can really understand <laughs> if you're just like okay i don't want to um i don't want to participate in pageants um but just to sort of bring things towards a close look there's a lot of detail there and obviously if you do decide to take further action i'm sure you're going to get all the details assemble all the evidence and then decide what to do. But just to, I think, sum it up, what is the outcome that you guys would be happy with, given what you went through? What, what are some of the outcomes? Do you want an apology? Is it, is it money? Is it the system shut down? Um, I don't know if you discussed it, but what are the outcomes that you want after having been through something like this? Because I think that's really, really important to know what are we going for? Yes, so I think it is good to note that there are some contestants this year who sold their cars to be able to go to Italy to represent their countries and compete in this beauty pageant, and this pageant meant the world to them. Um, mm -hmm. I know Atia and myself are fortunate enough monetarily to be okay without this money, mm -hmm. but there are other contestants. And I can't speak for those contestants. I can for sure say they would want their money back. Yeah. But personally, 
personally, I'm looking at the bigger scope of things. I'm looking at the abuse, the abuse of women mentally, um, physically. Um, I'm looking at just the basic human rights issue. And I want these guys taken down. I don't want their money. I want them taken down. I want them in prison. I mean, I I will gladly take my money back, but like Rowan said, it is detrimental to make sure that this story because a couple blog posts from a year ago was easily able to be hidden we need to make this out for what it is we need to make sure no other woman ever spends their money or goes to this thing or this franchise or allows these people to do this ever again they need to be taken down they need to be shut down and no, we want no harm ever for another woman yeah. ever again. Right. It's affected too many women already. If you look at the fa- past five years of the pageant itself, this has affected probably over 500 women, maybe even a thousand. I'm not sure what their numbers were when they first started out, but since its inception, it has been affecting women year after year after year. Women are silenced because of threats. Even when I was in Italy, I did not feel safe until I was actually out of that country. I did not feel physically safe um, because they, I mean, it's a tight circle there in Italy and you don't know who's who. Um, But I definitely want them taken out and I want this to be a statement for the Me Too movement, for women's rights, for equal rights, because this should not be happening. Still, it's almost 2020 and this is still happening this misogyny against Mm. women this violence against women these lies it goes beyond fraud this is a basic human right we all should be taking a stance against this because millions uh, this affects millions of women every single year and all it takes is one person to stand up and say no i don't think that's right and the rest are going to follow see something say something because we're at that point now when you don't say anything you are a part of the problem. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. you're complicit in it. Silence speaks volumes. Yeah, silence does speak volumes. If, if, if you say nothing, then you are okay with the other thing that is happening. Precisely. Okay, so if I'm assuming that there are some of the contestants who you're in con- contact with um, in terms of sharing gathering evidence, sharing evidence. I'll also assume that if anyone wants to come forward, that they can message either one of you or both of you uh, in terms of forward having a discussion with you, whether it's for legal matters or just wanting emotional support for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We honestly, like Rowan and I have been probably dealing with this. I know a lot of people are dealing with this. I know uh, one of the Israeli girls, she already went to her media too and has been saying a lot of things and taking a lot of control on her end and everything. But we want women and anybody who is a part of this, or even if you're just a woman who's experienced something similar or doesn't know how to approach it or anything, like that's what we are here for. I'm fairly certain as horrible of an experience as it was there's a reason why we were there mm-hmm. to make sure that yep. it never happens again <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and one thing i wanted to add as well um is the mental health aspect to all of this um a lot of us have already been through some form of trauma whether it's physical abuse 
um, sexual assault, sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. I think most of us women have been through at least one of those things, or at least know someone who's been through that. And so going through this was, it brought back a lot of trauma for, for survivors. Um, and I speak for myself and so many women have reached out to me saying the same thing. And, um, like even today I had a really bad anxiety attack because just all the stress, all the tension and all the trauma, like leading up to this, it is so much to handle, but people and just women in general, you need to know, and this goes for men too. Like it's not just women. Um, if you, if you have um, any any sort of trauma that you've been living with and that is still affecting you to this day, um, it could be PTSD, acute stress disorder, um, it doesn't matter. Um, you need to find someone. You need to reach out to them and share, share with them your feelings. And it's going to be a really tough journey to get over that, over that speed bump of trauma in your life, but it's just a bump. And it doesn't define you. And this experience does not define any of us. It might define our mission, but it Mm -mm. does not define who we are as women. But, yeah, so that being said, um, seek mental health Mm -hmm. um, professionals. Seek that help. Um, I know I'll be doing that um, on my own time. I know Tia will be doing that. Um, But it's not something to be ashamed of, you know. Some people might, I've heard some people belittling this situation as, um, oh, like, what, that, that's not really traumatic. You just lost your money. Um, hmm, okay, well, that's for them to say, but you have to live it, you know? And you know I, yourself. I think, unfortunately, that is all too common a response whenever there's an allegation of this sort, that people belittle it or even worse, sometimes they imply that the women were at fault for entering the situation in the first place, um, which obviously is, is, is just the wrong way of thinking about it. What 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 mm-hmm. I would say, so you do have a hashtag. Um, it's hashtag boycott yeah. Miss, what was it? Hashtag boycott. Miss Europe Continental. Hashtag boycott Miss Europe Continental. Hashtag Boycott Miss Europe Kensington. <laughs> Thank you, Atia. We got it. Um, too, girl. too much of that. Too much of that energy drink. Um, but there is that hashtag. I would also say that if you want to support, and maybe you weren't directly involved. Obviously, if you're directly involved, they can contact you. If they weren't directly involved yep. and want to support you, then anything that you guys post on this topic or even this video, obviously, to share it. I was thinking that you could also mm-hmm. post on Miss Europe Continental social media itself, but what they've been, some people have, and they've been removing pretty ritualistically all the comments. Oh, yeah. They've been doing a real good job yeah. at even people that were not a part of the yeah. competition, just my general friends who have been to- telling them about it. They've commented on their posts saying, Oh, are you sure that you really treat women right? Because they state in their posts, like, Oh, women are great and with perseverance and this you can be successful no with just that's not the truth so 
that's not the right way to take them down. I've already looked at their social media. They don't get a lot of likes. They don't get a lot of I comments did notice for that. the following that they yeah, have. They have to, a quarter of yeah. a million so, followers on Instagram, they and they're averaging like one, they two, or three comments, that. which could very yeah. well be the case. Whenever you see that larger following with that little yeah. engagement, look, that, I mean, obviously we don't know that for yeah. sure, but that certainly would gel in with the yep. mindset mm-hmm. of the people that you've described. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I think what, what we'll do, because um, we've been on for a while, and to be completely honest, my laptop will probably die soon. But just um, ah! any any sort of closing remarks. I mean, I thought it was really important to just say what, what your outcome is. So obviously, as you said, you want to take them down, you want them thrown in jail, um, and you want no one else to participate in this system. Do you guys have any sort of closing remarks just uh, wrapping up? Yeah. Well, first of all, all of the strong women that were there um, at the competition, stay strong, you guys. We can't do this battle alone. It's an uphill battle, but we're going to win. We are stronger together. We're strong apart. But when you put this many strong women together, you're really reckoning like with a hurricane here. Why do you think that they name hurricanes after women? Because of the ability strengths we have putting together. And another thing is, is despite the negatives and the horrendous things that happened to us during this competition, I again have to give a huge shout out to the wonderful women who had stood by me and by Rowan with everything happening. Special thanks to all of them who went out of their way and out of their comfort zone to take videos and tell their stories and really we are a sisterhood now and i couldn't be more thankful for that aspect out of this whole entire thing yes well said okay and um obviously you've seen this interview and you want to get involved and i would strongly encourage you to share it not not from my own social media to get the word out there because the more it's out there the harder it is to silence and people who who are complicit in this they they love to silence dissenting voices so um even a small act you might think it's a small act of sharing it um if you feel so inclined sharing can be a very first powerful step because it makes it harder for them to sort of silence everyone then it makes it much more likely that some action will be taken um, so look, thank you guys so much for for your time and obviously talking about a thank subject you. that that is I think difficult in many ways that men m- most men let's say probably can't understand it and no short amount no no small amount of women either unless you've actually lived it so um, I'll keep you guys on the line for just a sec and um, I'll thank everyone for watching, whether it's live or on the replay. And if you want to get involved, share this video, use that hashtag boycott Miss Europe continental. And um, if you want to get directly involved, message these two and um, we will speak to you next time. What's up, guys? It's Adrian again. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to head over to pageantlaunch.com. Join our launch team for our review site. It's super important to all of us to make sure that the industry is safe, transparent, and fair. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, write in your email address, and we'll speak to you next time.